Jordan is on best. Harper's on Miller. Welcome to another edition of the Indy Cornhole's Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Schindler. As always, before we get started, if you have not already, please be sure to go rate and review us over on Apple Podcasts. That really helps us out, um, gets this thing some more exposure, and uh, just always appreciate your feedback. Um, joined, as always, by my colleague and, and editor and co-host, Tom Lewis. Tom, how are you doing? <laughs> Good, Mark. How's it going? Good. I'm not, you know, I'll just, yeah, happy, happy, I guess, yeah. <laughs> when people are listening tomorrow, it's going to be Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving That's to right. all you people listening. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well, Tom. Um, well, yeah, I mean, we can start off. What is the dish you're most looking forward to on uh, on Thanksgiving? Um, well, you know, I know it sounds crazy, but I've been working all day on a little new turkey recipe, and I'm quite excited to see how it it um, is received by my uh, family here. So that's my going with the uh, leadoff hitter of the turkey. <laughs> yeah. See, all right. See so you made it easy. I'm not a turkey person. I don't even like turkey. I, I mean, I eat yeah. it because it's there not, on Thanksgiving, I, but I think yeah, it's overrated. Exactly. When I, uh, when I have my own family, I was actually talking uh, about this with someone today. Um, when I have my own family, I am not having turkey on Thanksgiving. <laughs> I don't care. I'll have like, a taco bar or something that sounds a million times better to me like maybe yeah. that's a that's heresy or something and we'll get a bunch of down downgrades and a bunch of one-star reviews on this but you know what it's worth it because it's true um <laughs> no i think for me see i'm not even a mashed potato person either like mashed potatoes are fine but there are just so many other better variations of potatoes like yeah I mean, gratin potatoes versatile <laughs> fantastic um my grandma makes like this really good um it's like cheesy potatoes and I'm lactose intolerant, but I still eat it anyways. Um, but she puts like mashed up cornflakes on the top and gets all crispy. So it's fantastic. Yeah. And then of course, I think I'm going to have collard greens tomorrow too, because collard greens, oh, are just, yeah. they're yeah. a top tier dish. Fantastic stuff. Um, so yeah, uh, last reiteration, happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Just have a safe day and uh, have a good day with your families. Um, a couple things to talk about pacer related. Um, obviously, before we even launch and talk about KP's address um, today, it was announced that the all-star game has officially been canceled, which, you know, that's expected, but it, so it won't be held yeah. in Indy for 2021. It's been pushed back to the 2024 season. So it'll be after Cleveland next year uh, in Salt Lake city in 2023, and then back in Indianapolis in 2024. So I think to an extent, obviously it, it sucks that it happened and um, just have to roll with the punches. I think is the way I look at it. Um, but it's a win for the city that it's still going to happen in 2024 because the NBA, frankly, could have pushed it off and said, no, we'll decide at a later date and maybe somebody else could have slid in. Yeah, it's good that they they got it nailed down, put it on the calendar so it doesn't get kind of lost in the shuffle. Um, I, I mean, this coming year was supposed to be, you know, just an incredible run with the um, college football big games in Indy and then, the you know, the all-star game and, in the final four. Um, so I think, you know, they're still planning to have the final four, which would be great, but um, that's probably going to be about it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, but, you know, on one hand, you know, I'm thinking about 2024, it seems a ways out, but at this point, it's like, it should be far and clear 
away from the pandemic, hopefully, my yeah. God. Um, and the other thing is, I mean, you know, locally um, in, in downtown, a lot of places are hurting, um, yeah. restaurants and all that. And, you know, even if it was even next year, I think it would be a struggle uh, for some of those places um, or, you know, to get back up and running and, and be at full tilt. So, you know, 2024, hopefully Indy will be at full tilt by then and, and back to their, um, you know, no one handles a big event better than Indy. I mean, it's just, you know, whether it was the Super Bowl, you know, the Final Fours, everyone loves coming here because everything's so centrally located downtown. It's just a great, great city for these big events. And hopefully by 2024, we'll be back at full throttle and uh, be able to have an incredible all-star game. Yeah, most definitely. And I, I agree. It's uh, it, it, it's, it stinks that things aren't going to work out this year, but uh, definitely just beneficial that it's going to happen in the future. And hopefully the city's going to be able to rise up for it. And, and mentioning college basketball, Illinois looked incredible today. Obviously, oh we're gosh, talking about – we're not talking about Indiana there, but, like, Illinois looked amazing. Uh, Cade Cunningham is playing today too. Um which we're actually missing right now. I, I have it on tape. Um, or I guess it's not tape. It's DVR. What am I talking about? I sound yeah. like I'm your age. I, was watching, I watched about um, the first 10 minutes. So. Yeah, he looks good. I mean, this draft yeah. class, I have – I'll be honest. I uh, I already have decided that I'm going to start my draft stuff early this year <laughs> so that I don't get so far behind for next year. Um, so, yeah. I'm, I'm keep, uh, all that stuff yeah. open out regularly for people, so don't worry. But even the draft will be here before you know it because, you know, oh, I know. hopefully it will be on schedule and it'll be in, you know, in the summer. So I didn't even think about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I definitely need to stay on top of it. Um, yeah. Why not? Yeah. Well, I'm interested to see what happens with college basketball because we've already gotten postponements for this this week. Um, yeah. And, and I mean, it just started today. I don't know. I'm, I'm apprehensive. I'm hopeful. But it, especially with I mean, with football, it's one thing it's outdoors but still even then i mean it's so many people I, I don't really know how much i trust it and i hope dabo sweeney puts his foot in his mouth sometime soon because um, <laughs> that has just been a mockery as far as i'm concerned um, yeah i know there there hope or at least there's been indications that the cdc is gonna reduce the quarantine time you know from two weeks to like a week to set 10 days or something yeah um which should help a little bit but um you know it's not like, you know, the NFL, it's like they don't care who has COVID. They're like, plug somebody else in, we're going ahead. They can't really do that with college football and basketball. So, especially basketball, you know, you only have so Oh, yeah, guys, exactly. So. Like, if you have – if your best player's out in basketball, like, that's – yeah. completely changes things. Yeah. Um, but, and yeah. I mean, well, it's going to be that way in the NBA, too, you know. If yeah, exactly. I think – Playing different cities, so. Yeah, that's something that I've thought about a little bit, not a ton, but just in terms of how that could impact things next year. I know that they've talked about, you know, expanding rosters um, just so that you can have kind of IR slash COVID spots, um, yeah. which I think that's going to be a very real thing next year, uh, unfortunately. But um, we'll see when it when it gets here. I'm hopeful. Um, I know we're apparently close to a vaccine, but I'll, I'll believe it when it happens. And it's uh, in, the, yeah. Yeah, in the entire populace, not just like some people. But um, yeah, it seems like that would take a while to cycle through, you know, to be the impact, you know, for everybody, especially young, healthy people like NBA players. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, moving on to talking about 
KP's uh, press press release. Can we call it a press conference when it's from his offense? I mean, I guess it was a press conference. Yes, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, looked uh, very strapping in his turtleneck today. Um, so, I mean, I think one of the first things that I want to pick out from this, again, I'm still learning and, and trying to decipher GM speak. You know, I think that's been <laughs> uh, something we've talked about before. But um, so they talked pretty in depth about um, not signing Gordon, uh, not signing, uh, not acquiring Gordon Hayward in a sign and trade, um, which I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, not, I, you know, I, I would have been more surprised if they didn't hit on it, but they hit on it pretty, um, pretty well. Um, and obviously, uh, KP mentioned how they were really willing to do it and they wanted to, cause he said uh, that Gordon was a special player, which is obviously true. Um, but ended up talking about how, you know, it would have been if you ended up signing for like a four for one twenty. that's just kind of crippling to the franchise and you can't do it. Um, and also talked about, of course, how all the guys who were in the trade talks were aware of that, um, had been made aware of it before uh, it was public knowledge that the trade was, you know, being talked about, um, which I think is always something key to look at. Um, obviously, you know, UI and Mark Monty talked about that. Um but I, I thought, what were your thoughts on, on the way that KP brought up and talked about Hayward? Yeah, I think, I think, I think you know, when you talk about GM speak, KP is one of the all-time great. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, Lamb again is, you know, he, he basically was, doesn't want anyone thinking that they didn't go full out to try and, you know, add Hayward. Um and it's kind of interesting because I know, again, there's the Pacers fan base, and then there's the crazy Pacers fan base that you yes, and I are yes, engaged with. We are not. Right? So, yeah. and, and, and you could probably say the crazy Pacers fan base was maybe half and half on bringing Hayward and moving Turner and not moving him. You know, and then, you know, there's a lot more of the casual people like, oh, Gordon Hayward, yeah, he's from Brownsburg, he's from Butler, yeah, great, great. You know, so um, I think KP is definitely wanting to assure everyone that, yeah, we did what we could to get him. But obviously, um, with Charlotte coming in over the <laughs> off the top rope with the with the 120, that yeah. that was not that was not the move. And, you know, as, as we talked about also, it's like even the four for 100 would have been ugh, salty. Well, yeah. And just right? like just to put this in perspective for people like if you're doing four for 120 in order to actually make that sign and trade work, you're trading miles, Jeremy lamb and another rotation player. So like you considering the team is so built on having a deep roster because they have to be, since they don't have like a quote unquote, you know, traditional superstar. I mean, that totally depletes a lot of what you're trying to do. And, you know, you can say whatever about that being reductive, but I think that's just a very real case and you end up losing out on so much more, um, then you're actually bringing back. And obviously Gordon's a really good player, but um, I don't know. I just think it's important to remember that. Like it's not, and again, it's not me trying to like stand up for the front office, but I, I think it's a little bit unfair to just be like, oh, well, what have the Pacers actually done this off season? Um, lest we not forget Tyler Smith put this out on the timeline, um, how much they did last off season. I mean, they were incredibly hey, active right. last off season, yeah. really flipped the roster. Um, so I think just, that's kind of where I'm at on. There's not really anything that I think you could have expected outside of them making calls. What if they did? Yeah. And, you know, it was interesting to hear the, the uh, Boston media 
mouthpiece is kind of floating out that the Celtics really weren't into Miles Turner and, and were a little nervous about his value and all that. Um, so, uh, I, you know, I, I think that's good hindsight. I mean, I, I feel like Miles would have been perfect yeah. on that roster they have. But um, regardless, yeah, um, you're right. And, I, I, you know, like, like you say, we, we hear, oh, they've been doing things. But, and, of course, KP hit on today. You know, he said continuity, I don't know, five to 15 times. Um, and that's true when you look at they brought all those new guys in and they never played together, all of them. You know, um, honestly, uh, throughout the year, it was um, somebody was hurt at all times, and, and including in the playoffs when everyone thought, well, you're going to get a pass for this. They, they did not play well, obviously, but they didn't have some bonus for God's sake. You know, so yeah. <laughs> at some point you get all these new pieces to actually play together. And if they can um, go with a different approach under Bjorkman, then um, you know it, it's going to feel like a different team. I feel. Yeah. Like. Well, yeah, and mentioning injuries too, he brought up Jeremy Lamb again today. Um, he said that he will be um, good to go for practice starting in mid-December, <laughs> but probably looking at a January return for games. Which, yeah, honestly, just in watching. Well, I, I did not go back and watch his injury, but in remembering watching that injury in real time. Um, pretty startling that he's going to be back that soon. I'm, I'm really happy for him and, and hopeful that it works out. Um, also, it's it's funny because he's one of the more um, – like he's not the most popular player on the team. Obviously, he's only been with the team for one year, and he's not the star or whatever. But um, he has one of the funnier social media presences on the team by a mile. Did you see – the like I don't even remember what he said when he uh, introduced Cassius Stanley, but he was really funny when he introduced him to the team. He is definitely a character. Yeah. <laughs> so he's the fly guy. I mean, that's how he likes to go by. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and also, I mean, honestly, he's a, a, you know, there's, I think one of the bigger questions also is how is this team going to get together to bring them all back? There were reports of, you know, a lot of discord last year. Obviously, I think Victor was probably a key part in that. And, and he's, already working it seems like and and we'll have to continue to kind of help resolve that issue but um i think a guy like lamb kind of keeps everybody loose <laughs> and yeah. um and and that's a another good thing with him so again but here we are you know you know we're saying oh we want everybody to be healthy but you know like to have lamb at the beginning hopefully we'll have domas right um it sounds like they will but you know the foot that the foot injury is always a a dicey one um so yeah let's go let's 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 not have too many missed games for injury here um already already starting to stress that yeah yeah certainly um well hopefully i yeah i'm definitely hopeful the injuries will not be i again i mean how can can injuries even factor in more this year which i obviously knock on wood saying that but with how many how many oh, injuries yeah. were how many games injury were lost last year you kind of bank on that yeah. being improved. Um, another thing talking about being improved, Pritchard said on on Miles Cerner, he's got the green light to shoot a lot of threes, including early threes, um, which that's one I'm going to say I'll believe it when I see it. Um, not that I think that he doesn't have the green light, but it's unless Miles sees the green light, um, I'm not super convinced. That's not to be harsh on Miles, but that's just where this is going to be, what, year seven of Miles uh, with the Pacers? Yeah. 
So, yeah, I mean, I think if if he is launching six or seven threes a game, which is personally where I think he should be at, um, then awesome. But currently, until it really happens in the confines of the roster and in games consistently, I don't know. Where are you at with that, Tom? Yeah, I mean, I feel like we've heard that the last two, three years. Yeah, I mean, we definitely heard that last year at the beginning of the year. And I know, you know, I guess McMillan just gets blamed for that, even though he would always say, yeah, I want these guys to shoot more threes. And, um, but I, I guess with with the way they were playing, it, it wasn't as easy uh, to come up with that. So we'll, we'll see what Bjorkman, um changes with all these guys and, and the way they play. And, and the other thing also is, you know, he mentioned the expanding the rotation and during, you know, at, at certain points. Yeah. Um, and it was actually kind of yeah. funny. I read that. <laughs> I heard that in the, in the presser and read it too in tweets. I was like, oh, maybe he wrote, he wrote my article, not wrote, read my article on <laughs> TJ Leaf yesterday. Uh, <laughs> no, probably not. But I did think that was funny. I was like, I, that was literally one of the main talking points that I had. But yeah, yeah, I that mean, was definitely something I'm, I'm so hopeful for that this year. Um, I really want to see Ed get time if he's healthy. Um, obviously, like I think Cassius Stanley, even though he's a second round pick, like, um, I mean, KP came out and said, he was like, you know, we got him at pick 54, but we think he's a first round talent. And I personally would agree with that, at least in terms of the athleticism. I've been, I have a piece coming out on him soon. The P- TJ Lee piece kind of just took precedent over that, but um, just diving in and watching his games, he's, he's a special, special athlete. And if he has the work ethic that, that, um, obviously work ethic can be overused, but if he does have the, the work ethic and the um, ability to really grow, I mean, he could be a real impact player for the team. I'm not saying he's going to be a starter, but um, I, I think there's yeah. a real avenue for him to, to really carve out a role. And like he's mentioning, I mean, if that actually happens, if the focus is not always, okay, we have to win this game. Um, like he mentioned that being the approach previously, if that's different now, I mean, that's huge for the development of these guys moving forward. And that's something I'm always, I've, I've been hammering home and I will continue to hammer home because I think that it's so much more important to um, to get that extra development for your young guys, especially when you're a team that's not drafting super high and um, you have to build out, you know, your rotation like that. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's two things on that. Well, first on, on Stanley, I mean, I've, you know, and we're talking again back to the GM speak 101 here, but yeah, um, you know, KP's not minimizing the expectations on Stanley. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, um, and, I would agree. You know, talking about how um, you know the discussions he had with Coach K, there was father, and and that you know he felt like he was going to be a lottery pick if he would have stayed, and, and all that. Um, you know, that's that's setting the bar kind of high uh, for a guy that was a 54th yeah. pick. So and and you know and they also said that they had him listed in the in the first round as a first round uh, player. So um, so you know there's definitely some expectations building up there, which is which is great. I hope hope he can live up to them. Um, but the other thing about you know letting these guys play and maybe giving up some games along the way that that is there's a there's a thin line there between. Um, you know, game experience and giving up too many games. I mean, they can't yeah. give up too many games because it's going to be a battle to get into the playoffs for one. Um, and as you know, thinking about that, it's like, yeah, um, you want to get these guys some time, but um, you know, you can't, you can't just give away games, but I think the key is to make that work, I guess. And this is where um, you, you know, you're hoping Bjorken and staff 
and their game planning and innovation, um, you know, they're, they're going into each game and figuring out matchups where maybe they can get, you know, whatever, Tasha Stanley, more minutes against a certain team. Yeah. Another another game, you know, maybe Sumner's playing more. That You know, although they're kind of the same player, but whatever, you know, where you're not just throwing guys out there to throw them out there, but you actually throw them out there in a place where, you know, if they do their job, they're going to help the help still help the team win. Yeah, uh, because you, you you figured out the game plan, the matchups, and and where they can be put in position to succeed. Um, so that is no easy task, uh, but that's the way you got to do it, um, as opposed to just you know, again, there's going to be that that line of you know when you, when you're looking at teams like Atlanta right now, Charlotte. Um, some of these teams, Washington, obviously, teams that that want to be in the playoff mix as well, um, chasing down the Pacers, and the Pacers are trying to stay up in the middle half of that playoff round. Um, it, it's tough to just think about all about you know about getting too many guys in minutes. It's it's a, a little chess match there with with all that, but um, it definitely would be worth the effort and something that you got to go for. I agree. I mean, it's not like, you know, at some point you just cash it in. And if if you can't win the games by also getting these guys to development, then, you know, maybe they're they're not good enough. (laughs) It is. And they're going to have to make some moves. And of course, again, this goes back to, you know, added all those guys last year, they have assets and if things aren't working out and they're not getting the traction with, some of the younger guys that they need, then, you know, you start making some moves and, and um, getting something in there that works well. Yeah, no, that's a great point. And I mean, uh, just to hammer home even more, I mean, I didn't end up using the stat in my article. Sorry, I had a lot of stats. Um, but I mean, KP mentions direct quote from him. We haven't done as good a job as I'd hoped at developing and we've got to give these younger guys a crack. And again, I want to yep. reiterate, you know, with TJ Leaf, I think it's pretty clear, not an NBA player and it, unlikely he ever would have been one. I think he had to hit like his 95th percentile if he was really going to be an NBA player. Um, but at the same time, like you're mentioning with guys playing in moments where they can help the team win, I was looking at his games played yesterday and uh, less than half his games he played. Um, okay. Uh, I mean, in, in more than half the games that he even played. So less than half the games overall, like, he played in complete blowouts that were one-sided either way. So you're really not developing that way. You're not helping. You're not going out to try and help winning. You're just kind of out there doing empty calorie stuff, you know? And I I think Mm -hmm. that's, that's what it comes down to. That's important. Like um, it's not just getting your guy minutes. It's getting them the right minutes, like you're mentioning. So I think that's kind of what we're really hopeful to see. Um, And mentioning getting guys minutes, getting the right minutes. I think kind of the last thing that I want to talk about before we get out of here um, and the one really big question I have coming out of this presser, um, you know, he talked about, you know, getting TJ at the four, literally said, we've yep. got to play him at the four. <laughs> and I, this was, I don't want to say it was frustrating, but I'm just a little confused here, Tom, uh, because where are those minutes coming from? You know, like, is, is miles going to play less minutes is, is Domas going to play less minutes? Um, like, okay, I, I mean, I guess you could see technically there's an avenue for um, TJ to play some some bench lineups at the four, or maybe 
um, Miles or Domas comes out early and and then TJ slides up to the four. Yeah. But at the same time, he's not playing the four in a crunch time lineup. And if he is, that means either one of Domas or Miles is sitting out. And that most likely is Miles, right? So I think to me, like it's the same thing we've been talking about this entire time. But to me, it's just it, it indicates so much that the future is yep. just not with those two guys playing together. <laughs> like, I just, I can't like just hearing that today, just like it, it was, uh, it's just a little vexing to me. I think that's kind of where I'm at with it, but I, I'm still eager to see how everything works out. And I'm interested to see how they try and um, get TJ some more minutes at the four. I just don't know where it's coming from. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, there's only a, a few ways, you know, it's the old Rubik's cube. There's only, <laughs> yeah. there's only a couple of options. Um, and obviously, you know, we would have to start with assuming you're still starting Miles and, and Domas um, with one of them coming out early and then, you know, having some bench minutes um, at the four. And then, at, again, that's going to, you know, throw everything on Broker here with, you know, some kind of magical lineup stuff and, and innovation. But, you know, it's again <clears> – <throat> going into each game and, and, you know, having that, that game plan and, and how you think it's going to work out with the matchups. It's all about matchups. Um, but there's definitely going to be for a lot of teams, the matchup is going to be better to have TJ at the four. Now, certain teams that, that are bigger across the board, um, you know, you're, you're probably going to want to have the, the big guys in there a little bit more. Uh, but Having said that, also the other thing he mentioned was getting Goga minutes. It's like, okay, yeah. well then, what are we doing here? Somebody's really taking some time out. Um, so you're right. Um, that is a majorly conundrum. If you sit down and actually carve up 48 minutes and and wonder where those minutes at the four are going to come from for TJ Warren, and and also you know getting big minutes for for Domas and, uh, and Miles. It's back to square one, is what we say. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I guess we could call it square five because it's two centers, so play with five. I don't <laughs> there know. you go. Um, but regardless, I mean, I think there were a lot of good things to take out. I don't want to make it a whole negative thing, and it's not me trying to be harsh yeah. on KP or the front office. I mean, it's what they have to say. You know, like, you can't yeah. not say that stuff, right? I'm, I think I'm learning that more and more. Like, you, that's that's just PR 101. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I think there's a lot of interesting stuff to look forward to. What's crazy, Tom, is that we are less than a month away from the NBA starting. <laughs> it starts on, I believe, December 22nd is the first day, right? Yeah, absolutely. We are, yeah, I, mean, yeah, I, I think, think we're 28 days away. Yeah, I mean, how's this sound? I mean, they start camp next week. <laughs> I mean, let's go. <laughs> oh, man, I, uh, I'm ready for it, but I'm not ready for it, but. I'm definitely ready for it. I'm excited. I'm so excited to watch this team play. Um, we got a lot to look forward to, and we also have a lot more content to put out before the last season's over. Um, but, yeah, Tom, uh, absolutely. any big plans for Thanksgiving tomorrow, or, or what are you up to? Um, no, I'm just having a little small family gathering, and um, got the turkey almost done. So I'm, 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 I'm ahead of the game from where I usually am. Yeah on my my duties at least so um i'll be able to enjoy a little uh little uh, adult cocktails and uh some <laughs> bird and some good food and and kick back and 
I think there's actually some some uh, college hoops. There's some really good college well. games tomorrow. Yeah. So I, uh, that's going to be nice to accentuate the uh, football. Yeah. Oh, there's football tomorrow. Oh yeah, I don't I don't watch the NFL. So I and actually, I think they move on the football game, so that's even better. Have a night of hoops. Well, we're gonna see. I'm, I'm excited. There's some good games tomorrow, so something to keep us uh, keep us company. I'll be watching Absolutely. with a Christmas ale on my hand for sure. So, you guys have great like. Do you have a lot of great like stuff in Indiana? Because obviously, I'm, I'm from Cleveland, so we have it all the freaking time. For what now? Great Lakes Brewery, like their beers. Oh, Great Lakes Brewery, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure if it like extends all the way in the in the into Indiana, so I'll figure yeah. out when I move there. But yeah, it's uh, it's, I'll have to bring it with me. I'll bring you yeah, a six pack when stuff. I head over in the summer. Oh, there we go. Yeah. yeah. Sounds good. Awesome. Well, Tom, this was fun. Of course, have a good Thanksgiving tomorrow. Uh, to everyone listening, you do the same. Um, and just thank you for, I'll just be honest, I'm thankful for all of you guys who keep uh, listening and supporting us. We're going to end up clocking in this month over 6,000 downloads, uh, which is by far our best month. At our, we just keep having a better month every single month, Tom, which has been really cool. So um, awesome. thanks to everyone who's been engaging and, work. and keeping stuff up. I uh, really appreciate it. Um, have a good rest of your day. Just have a good Thanksgiving, and uh, we'll be back soon.